We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Egg, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter? And it's Monday. It's Monday, June 6th. We're getting close to the summer. And we're here uh, as usual on Mondays. It's Mondays with McCool. James McCool, co author The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports with me. Right? You can get, get the 15 hour DFS audio masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. People here early in the morning, not not Suki Singh, but good morning to Doug Montgomery, Matt Mears, Chris Ahrens, Jesse Atfield. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Jesse asks if I was happy with my MMA dupes at lock on Saturday Blender. For the most part, I uh, I I I didn't have as much time to uh, trim dupes as I normally did. I didn't plan it out well because we had it was a one p.m. Uh, Eastern start time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, th- I thought two hours was enough time for me, and it and it wasn't. Uh, I ended up with a hundred. I played 150 lineups in the large field contest, 114 under fives and 44 uniques, which is what it, which I, I've always said. I'm I'm aiming more for the under fives than the uniques. Uh, I could have done I could have done better than 114 with the under fives, but not not the worst thing in the world. Uh, so I was I was I was fairly happy. I, I got a little a little carried away, diversification wise. I did not have a good day. I, I too too much of some fighters that that lost. 
that uh, that is there. A, did I need to? No, but I did, and then that bits bites me in the ass. But of course, if they do well, then I win all the money in the lottery. So it's like it's one of those things where did I want to be that lopsided with my exposures? Well, the lineups were fine. The lineups are plus EV. I'm you know that's perfectly fine. It's just you know when you have thirty three percent of a guy that gets knocked out and another thirty six percent of someone that didn't win in the mid range, it's like you have a lot of one loss lineups and you're not going to do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with uh, you have that. You you love to see me to whatever the the the, the, you let's see, Gerd. You love to see it. Let's see. Do I I love to see? Do I love to see? Is it is it that is it that cold down in Tennessee that you have to wear a hoodie? Uh, it's cold. My house. I keep the house at seventy degrees. So seventy isn't that cold. Well, no, but I mean, I I think that it's relatively cold. I don't know. I'm like I have my sleeves rolled up. I just I wanted to wear this. Plus, this is this is actually company merch for Vader. Fun fact. Oh, oh, really? You you do you love to see it? Yeah. No. Look. Hold on. Okay. So all you all you do is you throw you throw five letters onto the front of a shirt and it's it's merchandise. Yeah, and now it's a great shirt that has a Pater logo on the back. Um, okay, what do we love to see? It. it. What's it? It. Just anything. Just it. apply it to anything that you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just love to see it. You just love to. Yeah. Okay. I love to see. It. You know what I love to see? What do you love to see? I would love to see, uh, a an updated version, a, a, a sequel to the theory of daily fantasy sports. Ooh, I'd love to see that as well. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to see. You would love to see that. You would love to see it. I, I, I would, I would have to, I would wear the, I would, I would wear the hoodie. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll have, I I'll have uh, Margaret make us a, a theory of daily fantasy sports 2.0 shirt. I don't think anyone would wear a, a theory of DFS. I would. You, I'm the only person wearing the, the, wearing the merch for pay dirt anyway. So, well, I mean, yeah. you, could, you could always get, you know, those single screen printers, you know, like the, you know, dazzle, lazzle, whatever it's called. I mean, you could, you could make stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Margaret does. Like she, she has, um, she has like a custom printing setup downstairs in her office. So, like, my wife does the same exact thing. Yeah. Most of, most of the shirts that she wears, she just makes. So we, we could make theory of DFS merch. We could, we could do it. Oh, yeah. My wife, my wife could do the same. My wife could do the same. Actually, she has a sublimation printer and everything. They should, they should team up. Okay. <laughs> but, but talking about the theory of DFS, uh, just want, want to let people know that there, there will be a new version coming out uh, soon within the next two months. Yep. For advanced play, it's the four advanced players, and it'll be it'll deal more with applications of the concepts from from the first from the first course, and what we plan on doing. I like being open about this. That's why I'm talking about it here. We're, we're, it's not done or anything, right? We're still in the planning stages, uh, including in the the advanced players version, Excel tools in Excel, Excel tools. Like very similar. A lot of times I show stuff that I throw together in Excel or throw together in Google Sheets. Little games, little little like calculators, converters, those types of things. And people, I, almost every almost every single time I show, show something on the show, I get I get five to ten people that ask me, can, can you can you share that? Right? Can can you can can you can you share that document? Can you upload it? Sometimes I you know I put it in the Blender's Game Theory channel in. Uh, 
in Discord. And then other people post their own stuff and they go like, well, I did it this way and here's this thing. So I wanted, I wanted to include those types of Excel tools, tools that you could use in Excel to be, get better at DFS. Not as full-fledged as like, oh, here's, you know, like building lineup HQ in Excel. Like, right. not that. But just and ways to go, if I did this, what would this look like? How to study different players. Like, mm-hmm. what are the types of things that, that because I know you, you, you work with Excel, like, to the nth degree. Yeah. Uh, what type of tools do you think would be the most beneficial for understanding DFS concept, set, concepts, building lineups, studying your own play that are achievable and manageable for a, uh, a, a more uh, beginner Excel user. Like not, not something that, you, that you'll need to hook up a lot of things to and maintain yeah. a lot. That you can kind well, of like, so very similar to like, I, like I'll bring up the Tombow calculator. Yeah. Something where you could just type some stuff in and you really don't have to. You don't have to do much. You don't have to d- 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 correct uh, naming conventions and, mm-hmm. and do all that type of stuff. What what t- what type of little tools do you think would be the most useful? Well, one thing that I'll, I'll say before I get into that thought is that with the the sequel to Theory DFS, since it is going to include these Excel tools and these cool things that that we're going to build up, um, people who have worked with me on this kind of stuff i know that you know it's, it's about 50 bucks an hour to have things these things built and one of these tools can take you know two to four to six hours to build so when you are getting the sql theory dfs uh like you're going to get all of that value added in so even just one of the tools that's going to be included is going to cover the cost of what you pay for the next version of things so i did want to point that out really quick it's going to be a great value add um in terms of just an example of a, a very simple tool that beginner to intermediate players can use, you, I use, and I know that a lot of people uh, in my Discord use a dupe checker. And they'll go in and they'll they'll download the CSV from their contest and they'll upload it into the sheet and it'll show how many dupes they have, how many under five they have, just like you were talking about with your MMA. Um, it, it'll show how often you're duped. You can type in different names of different players in the contest, see how often they are duped. Uh, what their exposures are to different players, how their general rush construction is, stuff like that. So that's one really good example. It's something that um, is a really important thing when you're thinking about showdown or MMA DFS um, or golf, even short field. Go- I mean, I was going to say even golf stuff even, like even that. Small slate MLB, a three a three game slate, yeah. night slate, two game night slate, those types of things. I mean, obviously you could use them for full slates, but you're less likely to run across duplicates to begin with. But you can use it in in a similar way that you uh, use um, the thing to check exposures to players on Roto-Grinders. Why am I forgetting this right now? Oh, oh, you're talking about results DB. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you can use it in a similar way with that, where you can check a contest that you're in, and you can see what the exposures of players that you want to look at are for that contest without going into results DB. Obviously, results DB is massively more complicated and complex than what you right, would but it also on results db it only has like seven or eight specific contests i mean the main right. ones but if you're playing the 12 dollar 980 man single entry contest the second one that gets mm-hmm. like that's not going to be in results db like 
Like sometimes if you're playing the the dime time, right? There's something like we may have we may not have that on DraftKings. And also, uh, you can't do you, results DB doesn't exist for 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 FanDuel, FanDuel mm-hmm. right? Now FanDuel is that to to make yeah. any tools yeah. of FanDuel involves scraping data, and you're not going to that's a little bit more complicated. Well, do. and fun fact, FanDuel doesn't allow you to scrape the data. Well, technically they don't. Techn- okay, so technically they are not allowed to stop you from scraping their data. But take it from me, it is exceptionally difficult to scrape their data. Right. It is so hard. Like DraftKings makes you jump through a couple hoops for sure. FanDuel, those hoops are on fire. They've got sharks with laser beams on their heads going in the water underneath. Like, it's hard. It's it really to, it hard. Did. It used to be much easier. It did, yeah. And then they 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 put up the fences, dude. It's hard. Uh, but there are there are ways around their their stuff. I mean, I I don't I don't do that type of stuff, but uh, there are a way. Any, any roadblock they put up, there's a way around it. It's just a matter of how how many how much resources do you want to put behind behind doing so and and frankly like the amount of time and energy that you'd have to spend getting to the data is just better spent on like sports io or something like that and getting the the csvs and everything and all that data just sent to you you there they have api calls and stuff there's other companies that do it effectively and you can just subscribe to them like the the amount of time that it takes to build something out like that you're just just spend the money (laughs) talking talking about scraping yeah. Which is something that a, a like a, a beginner person would never be able to do. Yeah. Is there any simple tools that inv- that could involve scraping that could be useful? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, specifically for MLB, you can do a very easy uh, import XML into like a Google Sheet or something like that. And uh, you can pull in all of the batting orders and projected batting orders for uh, for the teams that day, and for and all the pitchers. And it's very simple. It's like it's uh, it's one function. Um, all you have to do is just point it in the right direction. And and I personally pull from RotoWire. RotoWire has things set up in a in a very clean way. Their schema is very nice. Um, and you can pull it in, and then all you have to do is just uh, have a list of like acronyms to the names so like most of them are like b reynolds for brian reynolds or l garcia for luis garcia or whatever so then you just need to have that list of things and that you know i I have that built up and if we were to include that in the next version like i could have that just automatically put in and then it's just a very easy thing that just as soon as you click refresh just all populates and there you go and it's very easy what what could you do with that information further than that so you can utilize could you pull in for instance Instead, uh, like project, like the starting lineups or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would pulling in the like the the salary data. Like, like mm-hmm. obviously you could get that in the in the in the CSV from DraftKings. Yeah. But do you have an automated process for that? Uh, yeah, my my process is automated through that. But um, I most of where I am pulling things from. Let's see where where do I pull in salary information from? I'm trying I'm trying to think of if simple. I mean, obviously these are things like you don't need to do. You can subscribe to Roto Grinder. It's all done for you, right? Yeah. But 
if you wanted if you wanted to utilize that information and and you're like okay well i want to utilize all this information myself and do something different than what you could do with like lineup hq as, as a research tool like you would need you would need to get all this information do you think uh here's here's a question james do you think it's worth scraping and doing that from scratch rather than just downloading like on Roto grinders ourselves like i could download the players and i could download this information like i could download all of our projections so like if i click this screen this little button right here this download players in this slate right right download players in all slates right if you wanted to do multiple slates so if i download this these this players file it's, it gives me a projections file i'll save it and if i open it up i don't know if i can move my window so you could see it right if I open it up, it shows me like player ID, team, opponent, position, name, fantasy points, projected ownership, batting order, then a ceiling floor, plate IQ, and then obviously the exposure data, the, the, the RGID, partner ID. Would it be useful? Would there be a tool, a simple tool? When I say simple, it means that a, a beginner Excel user can do it. And it doesn't have to be like, advanced you know it doesn't have to do a million things just using this this data from roto grinders could we do things with this that would be useful yeah of course and you can so you could have that and i, I mean i'll go download and then because like that. here's it like here, for example let me give an example even though you could obviously lose lineup hq for this if you if, if you were if i gave you all the projection information from from roto grinders right for a slate like just having a solver there of like here's a fifth what's what's the optimal lineup based on these projections mm -hmm. like just simply that just it, it doesn't build any more than one lineup just like well if these are the projections and these are the positions and these are you know everything like that tell me what the based on these projections what what's the optimal lineup and then if you wanted to go in and you wanted to manually change something or something obviously that lineup would be different. So just simply using it as a single lineup optimizer. Yeah, yeah, there's really easy ways. I, I, I built one for uh, for Madden Sims, remember? Right, exactly, you gave it to me, the Madden Sims little optimizer. It's like, okay, what? Because even if in Excel you wanted to go, well, what happens if I change this? Like like this, this player's, it's like especially for people that, that play with just one lineup. Like there are tons of people out there that play one lineup. Right or three lineups. They play single entry. They maybe play. Maybe they play cash games also. That they go and they go. Well, I, I don't know about. Do I need lineup HQ if I'm only building one lineup? Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe they're not doing like like you could use lineup HQ to do a lot of research on tip, 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 different types of lineup constructions. Different type. You know what's the lowest ownership for the highest projection. Those types of things. I'm trying to figure out a way on how you, you could do that for like a one lineup person kind of in Excel. Maybe it's a little bit a little bit more time consuming, but for someone that may not want to, may not want to, combo premium is, you know, like 99 bucks a month. And I think it's worth it for lineup HQ and all the sports. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having a little like one lineup optimizer and uh, a, a tool like here's, here's all the player salaries and uh, show me, uh, uh, I want to know the best lineup. Give, give me the best single lineup based on these projections 
that has a maximum ownership of 180. Mm-hmm. It has a mid, yeah. like have some a little little like so you don't just it's like well you have to change the projections in order to change that one lineup. It's like no, I want you to bypass any lineup that has X or a lineup if it's baseball, right? I want to know what the best lineup is that has five players from one team. Yep. Or four play for this five players from one team and three players from another team. Like it doesn't um, have to make a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. It just has to make the, the 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 best one possible. And you can do that in football. I want to know what's the best lineup that has a quarter quarterback, wide receiver, and opposite wide receiver from the opposite yeah. team, and try and then fill out the rest and what knapsack problem that that crap to that. Yeah, like, I actually I have that built for MLB because I use something like that. Um, I have it connected to uh, like my models that I upload for Pater. Um and it's connected, and I can see what the so I, I have a couple of tables that are going into it. Uh, I have the the scoring percentages, so I can see and like cross reference who should have the top score, what percent of the time. Like this one, I the last time that I used this was about two weeks ago, but I had the uh, Giants, Yankees, and Dodgers at fifteen percent, fourteen, and eleven percent. So seeing that, I'm like, okay, I want to stack those guys, right? So then I put in that I want to stack the Yankees. I put in that I want to pair them with the Dodgers. Uh, I put in that uh, the lowest amount of money that I want to spend on a non-stack piece is $2,500. So I can avoid $2,000 guys that project weirdly. And then I just let it run. Um, and then I can play around with that. And I can play around with uh, ownership combos and different projection combos and stuff like that. But um is this going to be something I can use for 150 lineups? Absolutely not. But I don't play 150 lineups. I play one to three lineups a day. So all I need to do is see and compare and contrast different combinations of different lineups. See, uh, you know, for, for things like this, for a player who does one, three lineups, something that you want to look at is like in baseball, if you're trying to stack two teams and both of them are very heavy on projections for infielders, you pretty much can't stack those two teams because like you're going to have for one, three lineups. If you have to choose between like Freddie Freeman and Vlad Guerrero Jr. If you're stacking Toronto and and the Dodgers, that sucks. And you don't want to have to make that choice. You want teams that have outfield strong guys and infield strong guys to make like the best one to three lineups that you can. So I can do that in this. And um, I I think that it's a good thing to have if you just want to check things and check that you're making sure that you're staying true to the best projections that you have out there and and trying to take care of the stacks themselves. Now, something like this, I think uh, one of the harder things to do is to push correlation. Um, And that's something that I think that some of the more sophisticated optimizers out there can do. But for a beginner and intermediate player, I I think something like this works just fine. Right. Because what what I'm looking to do is include Excel tools that a – Beginner Excel user can use that doesn't require you to have a tool like Lineup HQ. Yeah. Now, I think using an optimizer to do a lot of this type of work for you is worth is worth the price. But there are plenty. There are plenty. But you know, you don't know how many people I talk to that you know watch this show, watch and listen to the podcasts and everything. Maybe buy the course and go. Well, I mean. Is it worth it? Are projections worth it? Are tool, these tools worth it? Like that Roto Grinders. It's like, if I'm only playing, I'm playing $3 a day. And it's like, I, 
truthfully, probably not. Like, you, you would need something like this to, to do better. But still, is the investment worth it for playing? You're playing a, you're playing less volume in a month than the subscription cost. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to, to that's that's like playing paying 50% rake already on your contest. And that's unbeatable. So it's hard for me to give give people an answer on like, well, what am I supposed to do then? Like what, like, how do I how do I how do I utilize like this type of information? How do, what, projections, ownership, uh the, 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 get, getting all the data and you know, studying previous lineups. Yeah, yeah, results DB is free that you can use. Uh but like it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to give people advice where it's like, well, just look at the projections. And they're like, well, I don't have projections. And now there are free free places that have projections. I'm you get what you pay for, but getting free projections that aren't the most accurate, in my opinion, is still better than zero. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe it's something that you that you could use to learn anyway. It's yeah. like, well. I know I t- I'm taking these numbers for a grain of salt, but I have numbers. So let me play around with these numbers. Let's play around with some ownership numbers. Uh, make it yourself. Come up with the numbers yourself. But once you have, once you put a number to a player, from everything there, you just take away the players, and now all you're doing is working with numbers. Mm-hmm. So having tools like that, when 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 I say that, like my combo calculator for MMA, is where I need to have lineup HQ to use it. You know why? Because the way that I figure out what the how many combos there are is by running lineups in lineup HQ, because it's such a small uh, fee, uh, uh, players, uh, player, you know, that amount of players in the player pool, that I just set this max at three hundred and go. Well, if I lock in these three three fighters, how many combos of the remaining fighters are there? And it, it's never three hundred. I get one hundred and eleven. Depends on how the pricing and everything, and then you compare that to how many people are in the contest and, and the ownerships of the players. And then I can, I can get like average duplication as a number. It's not perfect, but let's say I didn't have lineup HQ for uh, here's two questions for you, James, since you're, you're the Excel wizard. Uh, could, could you in Excel, if given here are the 28 fighters on the slate and who faces one another, yeah, because you're gonna have an eye. You're not gonna stack against. You're not gonna have fighters against one another. Uh, to tell me, like, how many lineups with these two fighters, these three fighters, these four fighters? If I highlight three fighters, and you go, how many lineups exist with those three fighters in it that still contain non-stacks and obviously don't go over the salary cap? Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that calculation. You know, you could press a button and have that done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm also assuming that you that you could analyze that in like a matrix, even. Yes. Right, where you could press it. You press a button once you get all the 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 fighters in there and the salaries and who they're fighting, and you go, uh, you know, like one of those grids where it's like, well, if this and this are together, how many, how many you know, combinations are there. And if this and this is together, this other fighter, how many combinations? This, and then you do something like that. I'm, I'm assuming on a field of that small, Excel could handle that. But what about a, what about a sport like uh, a 14, 
game MLB slate? So uh, you wouldn't need it for a 14 game MLB slate. Obviously. Ever. Well, well, we need to work within logic here, right? So like to the extent of how you would want to use something like that, Excel could do it. Like I, 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 would, I, would, I would expect like what this would apply to if people like, well, I don't play MMA. Well, how about NFL showdown? Sure, you can, NBA yeah. And show, any of the show, MLB, any of the showdowns, truthfully, yep. any small field golf events. Like I, I'm assuming this would be useful for, for that type of thing. Yeah, it would, yeah. Um, for, for like showdown PGA, I think it would be really, really good. There are a lot of dupe problems in showdown PGA. Um, and for NFL showdown, like for any of the showdowns, you could utilize it. And um, for MMA, certainly you can utilize it. For uh, F1, you could utilize it uh, for you know any of those things. Um, because all it is is just managing permutations. And all that you're going to be doing is throwing together some formulas to get all the permutations and all the different um, combinatorics going. And then you can um, say how many of those lineups exist that are under the $50,000 salary cap. And then there you go. That's however many lineups you can make. Could you also put in like how many of those lineups exist like for each level of the salary cap? Yes. Yeah, you could. Here's a a third question. Uh This this is the hard part. In Excel, Uh within a reasonable amount of time, would you be able to generate all the lineups? Yes. Yeah. So when you say reasonable amount of time, I, I think so in, in our, in our studio, uh, I can, ge- I can generate every single permutation of every single lineup for a NFL showdown slate in like 14 seconds. Okay, so that, that's that, like, that, that, that's, that's within reasonable. Yes. That would be. Yes. Yeah. But in Excel, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes, maybe. Okay. That would still be reasonable. Uh, I'm all thinking. I all I'm 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 setting you up for the thing of, uh, how about a main uh, Sunday twelve game NFL slate? No, you're screwed. Right. Okay. That, 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 <laughs> so that, that, it would like, take it you the would, entire week that you to generate everything within a reasonable amount of time for for anything other than very very. So you can do. I I know a person. Um, he was he was in my community for a long time, and what he would do is he would generate. He, he had this massive Excel sheet and he would generate a million plus lineups for NFL. And then he would have all those. And he would, he, he didn't know how to build an optimizer, but he knew how to do that. So he would run all of those lineups and then he would have his constraints and it would pick out lineups based on his constraints that were sorted based on projection. So he couldn't optimize anything, but he could brute force millions of lineups and then just parse through those and pull those out based on the constraints that he was looking for. Right. So, so, so basically, basically what he's doing is, is instead of, instead of solve, using a solver, mm-hmm. he's basically saying, give me all the lineups. And then for each of those lineups, calculate the projection yeah. and then sort that column by that number and tell me what the top number is. Yeah. And then he would pull things out. So he would have different constraints, right? So he would say, uh, and this was for NFL only, um, but he would say, okay, pull out all the lineups that have uh, like a Tampa Bay stack. So have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So he would say, pull out all the stacks that have those guys and are under the salary cap, obviously, and are under this amount of ownership and also have this player at running back. So he, he would like, he had, 
you know, this massive page of constraints. It was, it was gigantic. It was the most obscene Excel sheet that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but it worked and it, it was successful because the, the logic behind it is like, it, in a typical optimizer, sure, you're doing that, right? Where you're like, the, the optimizer on the back end is running through a whole bunch of different permutations of lineups and doing some RAND and like, you know, you, you have all these different working parts going on. And he just had <laughs> just like pasted into an Excel sheet and just parsed through those lineups. You'd press a button and then it would take like four minutes and then it would just populate everything that he wanted and, and it would pull yeah, out. But it, but it must have taken a day to get all the lineups. A literal day. No, literal. I don't know. I a know literal I, I, day. I, I, 24, like 24 hours of letting, of you press a button and then you walk away from the computer <laughs> for 24 it was, hours. It was his computer. It was like up in the attic and you wouldn't touch it. He had another computer that he would use for work. And this computer was solely for running permutations for NFL. Um, and it, it's worth noting here that he did not run every single permutation of, of NFL because that would literally take like six days um, it, on a fast computer. So he didn't run every single permutation. He had some uh, some locks in there. This, that this made is, it but just to highlight, this is to do it in Excel. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, you in can Excel. do this much faster, just not in Excel. Yeah, in Python, I could do this in like... 28 minutes or something like maybe half an hour but in, in excel he would he had some some blocks in there that made it so there could only be one defense including permutations so you'd, he would start with defense and then he'd run permutations off of the defense and then off of the qb and then everything else was just like whatever um it was super impressive uh granted we don't need to do that like i said that this whole tangent came from you don't need to do that with with excel you just and you shouldn't try to do it but you can do it with mma mma is a very good experience for uh for beginner and intermediate players who want to go into this kind of thing i think mma is a really good idea i think league of legends is also another one where it's that there are very few combinations that you can make and, and the binary nature of it but um, still, how about in the main sports like the, the main sports but on very small slates yeah you, you can like, do it like, like, on, a, like on a on a on a, on a uh, afternoon slate of three games. Yeah, yeah, you can and do it on like a slate at, with three, like something three games or less. Yeah, it, this is doable. Yeah, uh, I I still wouldn't suggest doing it on on main slates. I think saving it for showdown or MMA or PGA of trying to avoid things where correlation is is a is something that you want to build in because um, correlation starts to uh, get a little bit hairy when you're trying to build out permutations, because like you can build out a permutation set with MMA and PGA. The reason why it's so nice is because like outside of, well, you don't want your fighter against their opponent. That's like it in terms of right. tennis you want is to build the same out. way, right? Tennis would work. The yeah. Same way. Ten tennis is the same way. Yeah. Um, so that, that is very clean in the way that you build out a permutation set. Whereas with NFL or with MMB or whatever, like, if you want to build out permutation sets that with baseball, you're like, oh, well, I want to have four man stacks. It's like, all right, well, this is going to overload your computer. I've crashed my computer three times trying to do uh, baseball permutations just because like it, it's, it's such a strain on the CPU that it's just not really feasible on anything more than about two games. But for showdown, for MMA, for PGA, for things with no correlation, great exercise. How about, okay, here, how about a tool like this? 
So I'm just trying to think of things that even though that we we already have existing tools that may do it a little bit better, uh, but you'd have to pay for them. Uh, something that if I download all the lineups from a contest, so I'm going to go, you know, when the slate, let, the final lock, right? You could probably, you could do this even before all the games lock. Like I'm just thinking about like an MLB slate, right? I go in at 10, 11, right? Eastern, right? The last game starts at 10, 10. So now all the lineups are filled. So there's no empty slots. I download the CSV and I get basically all the lineups that are in the contest, yeah. right? Can I, in Excel, I'm not, I'm saying the word can, I know I can, but I'm, this is, I'm acting, I'm acting as if I'm, I'm the, I'm the newbie Excel yeah. person with no access to some of these tools. Uh, put that as a separate, as a sheet in my, in my file that has all of my projections in it and ownership, you know, like that RG column, the column, you know, you know, the, the, the projections from lineup HQ and can I have a function, a button, a nice simple button that will go through every lineup in the, that is actually in the contest. And all it, all it's, all it does is put what's the total projection. What's the total ownership. Yeah, I don't even think you need a button for that. Well, you could do it what, on, on import? Yeah, I think you could literally, I think you just download that, you just paste it into one of the sheets, and then you can have just auto-populate in another sheet. And right. that's super easy. But it's like, I'm thinking of something where, because we talk about like studying other players' lineups. Now, if you go into results DB, you could look, you could look at a lot of that stuff, but it won't like, well, what was this lineup projected based on my projections. Now, obviously, if you're studying other players, they don't have the same projections as you a lot of times, right. right? So you you don't know. It's like, what's the project, what's the, based on my projections, what what is the, what is the, the total points and total lineup ownership or even ownership sum and ownership product. And then take a look at the winning lineup. Take a look at, you know, players' lineups. And then possibly, here's something with a button, maybe. I always, I, I'm trying to simplify it for people, right? So it's, it's auto-populate people. Sometimes they throw their, I don't know why it's not doing this. Uh, in addition to, to showing the, the total projection and the ownership sum or whatever, could we group those by username? Yeah. So you group them by username and you say, this username had 150 lineups with a total projection of a range of X to Y and a, and a, total ownership range of X and Y or how many, or, or almost a chart, maybe each user, you could have a little selector. You could change, you know, the username and it'll show you a chart of like how many lineups they had in certain, you know, projection totals and ownership, maybe even a double, double line graph. Where yeah. It yeah, shows, you know, that. That's, projected yeah. ownership to, pro uh, to, to projection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That. Okay. That does that, 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 let, let, let's just say that's something that I that I that I I've done, right? I'm, I'm, I'm describing. Let's just say that that's something that you've done. Yeah, right. It's something that you. Of course, uh, th those are the types of things. Like I built something like that. It's horrible. It's awful. I I don't even have it anymore because I don't even need it anymore. Uh, that's something I built in like 2018. Yeah, right. Because I was downloading CSVs all the time and it was getting just cumbersome to do anything manually, right? Because I'm just studying. In it's because. It was mainly because I was coming from soccer into MLB and NBA. Mm -hmm. And in soccer, it's like, okay, I'm just studying six people, 
right? And the contests are smaller. So it's like I'm studying three lineups from six people, right? So manually doing any of that type of thing was fine. Then I go to like NFL, MLB, NBA. It's like, dude, I want to study like 30 of these people and they have a hundred plus lineups. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't just, I can't do this manually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could build something that specifically for NFL, like you build something where you type in the player's name or like you could, you could even have a drop down. You wouldn't even have to type in their name. Uh, you have drop down. You could just choose the player that you want to look at. You could see how many lineups they had. You could see what their projection range was. You could see what their ownership range was. You could see what their stacks were. You could see who their quarterbacks were. You could see um, how far over the field or under the field they were on specific players. Like you can build all that up, like really, really easy. Right. Now that's a lot of stuff that's in results DB already. Yeah. Right. So but if you want it for yourself and for your own contests, which right. you you to want, I mean, especially on FanDuel, like for, for people who are on FanDuel and do not have access to this stuff, this would be a very valuable thing to have. So can you think about any other little types of tool types of things? Let's see. That, maybe, that may be more useful for a major sport. Because I know we've been saying like, well, you really can't, like Daniel Hutchins is, is in chat going, I, I don't even know if it's feasible to generate all legal lineups on a 12-game NFL slate. I suspect it's on the order of the number of atoms in the universe or something. Like, no, yeah, know, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely egregious. I agree right, with you. Like not even just not this is not talking about Excel, just talking about doing it in any fashion. Yeah. It's it's absolutely egregious. I, right, I like I said, I have crashed my computer multiple times, even just trying to figure out a way to do partial permutations of it. It's well, great. that's why I wanted to focus on for the major sports that have larger slates and more players and everything yeah. do like that, that one to three lineup type of player mm-hmm. where you're not necessarily, is, is there a need to generate a million lineups? No. Is there, is there a need to do all like, Would it be useful? Sure. I guess. But it's like, what could, what could we, even if you just put manually, like, cause like, let's take NBA, for example, James, let's say, I'm just thinking of how, like, how a hand builder would build lineups, okay? And how, what what could we do to m- make them better? So, for instance, in NBA, a lot of times when I was hand building in NBA, I would look at the Roto Grinders projections, mm-hmm. right? And I would look to see, you know, who who seems too high projected for their ownership, right? Right. You look and you look. Okay, that this here's the value play. Here's a and then I would basically write down on a sheet of paper, like it's a, it's a nine game NBA slate and I'm only playing like three to five lineups and I'm hand building them. So my player pool, like of like, I'm just going to cut it off. Like I'm not like here, here are the 18 players that I want to play. Right. I just, out of the nine games, here's the total. And I definitely, and I, I'll star some players like out of my three to five lineups, I'm going to have, I'm, I may have these guys in like three out of the five lineups. Like, obviously I could go through like, cause that's what I did and go, well, let me manually build one by hand in the app itself. See what fits, right? Cause you have to go, well, if I play this guy at small forward, does this guy fit? And you're like, well now, but I only want to play like 18 players, 15. Like maybe I'm not playing all of them, but just like, this is my, instead of having this entire player pool, it's like, Nope, I just, here are the three centers I want to play today. That's it. 
Here's the five guards I want to play. Now, in a situation like that, if if we just were able in an Excel spreadsheet to go, I just want to, I, here are at max 20 players, right? 30, like we're thinking about MMA. An MMA card has 15 fights on it max, right? So that's 30, 30 fighters. And if we could do all that in MMA, we could do that in a, a, a short field golf or, you know, NBA showdown, stuff like that. Like, would it be possible if instead of saying, well, here's all of the players, if we say, well, up to 30 players, if you want to select the 30 players that you want, then then we could go, okay, based on these 30 players in NFL, in, in, in NBA, like especially NBA where the correlations don't really matter that much. Can we say it's like, well, based on these players, here are, here, here are the, the top 500 lineups you can make. And we'll give you the constraints of like, you have to use that minimum, like you said it yourself, like minimum salary, maximum salary, you know, whatever. Just like here, here you go. Here's the top 100. Here's the, not even 500. Here's the top 50. Here's the top 20. So you could look and you go, well, out of these 18, like I want to play one of these 18. I want to make sure that my lineup has eight of these 18 players what lineups fit together. So I don't have to be in my app going, well, if I move this guy to here and if I move that guy to there, because a lot of times when you're hand building, a lot of it is, is you're doing that instead of what I will, what I it started doing in 2017, 2018, even playing three to five lineups is using lineup HQ to do just that of like, I'm just going to X out like everyone yeah, and then just add back in those 18 players and then set player you know i want to spend at least 49 7 i want to you know like just the bare basics and then just run like 50 lineups and go oh that's a good one oh that's a good so i don't have to go like well if i move that guy here if i move this guy there if i could like it just it shows it it's like oh here's a 50k lineup here's a 49.9 lineup here yeah these are lineups that look like i would hand build them with the set of players that i have it is that feasible in excel because you're limiting it enough that even in a major sport like NBA with a larger player pool, could you, could, could, would it be feasible to even do that in the correlation based sports? Yeah, it'd be feasible. Um, like I said, I built correlation into the, into the MLB solver. Um, it's, it's not that hard, but the hardest thing hilariously with solver is building multiple lineups, but like, there's always ways around it. Um, I, I think yeah, that but I'm not, but have... multiple lineups as far as building thousands. Yeah. Well, I mean, building. So, I I think that the uh, the important concept there is is cutting down your player pool, um, because I think that a lot of people, when when they build out lineups, even for NBA or for whatever sport, uh, they try to look at the entire pool and they're just like, oh, I don't know who to pick from these players, and it's like, okay, we'll just pick fifteen of them and build lineups with those fifteen players. That's that's the right way to do it. Um, and then taking that and, and building out permutations based on those 15 players, especially for NBA is very easy, um, for NFL. Um, I, I think that you have to be kind of, uh, kind of rigid with the way that you pick your players and your process on picking the players for NBA, you could do something like the top three players in whatever metric you want to do, whether it's top raw points, top value or whatever, um, in, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that that makes it even even easier. Just literally, just pick them. I mean, you pick pick them by any any like so, yes. just literally like 
Like, here's all the players in the player pool. Just highlight up to 30 of them or whatever. And the reason why I say that the process here is important is because if you're planning to use a solver to put together lineups, you have to give the solver enough ammunition to be able to build lineups. So, like, maybe you the top three players in whatever metric you want to look at in each $1,000 price bucket of like 9,000, 10,000, 8,000, 9,000, blah, blah, blah. So that you're making sure that your solver then has things to pick from in, in different well, We're talking about projection primarily. Sure, yeah, we're talking about projections, but you also need to think like an optimizer and say, well, you know, if the optimizer wants to put this together and you're, and you don't have, say, say that when you look at an NBA slate, and you're picking 20 players, if you don't pick any players between $5,000 and $7,000, then like there's a large gap in the amount of lineups that you're going to be able to build based right. on what you chose outside of that. So there does right, need but that's to be on a you, but To me, I view it as that's on you. That's not on, that's on, not on the tool. Sure. Just, but if we're thinking of the beginner and the intermediate player, sometimes they won't know that. So handholding a little bit through that process, I think would be an important thing if you're building out this tool. Right. If anything, um, throw, throw up an error message. Like, dude, you, can't, sure. you can't play. You can't play four 10k players in NBA. I'm sorry. That like, this is this is how I know that you're not a coach because right. <laughs> you can't just throw up an error. Message. Just throw up an error message. Just an error uh, But I do think it's feasible. Uh, it's it's certainly something you just have to be very direct about the way that you make sure that people are utilizing the tool and build it into a way where. It is kind of uh, a foolproof process of being able to build it and have them just press a button and say, this is what you can do with those players. Uh, you could even build in some randomness, like say that you wanted to say, um, that like you and I, what, what we do is we'll take 500 lineups. And when we're building out for certain contests based on constraints, we know that those 500 lineups that we built are good lineups. It doesn't really matter in the long run, what lineups we are putting into the contest, so long as they're built well for that contest. But if you have 500 lineups and you're putting 150 of them in the large field contest, whatever 150 that you chose out of the 500 that you built for that contest are whatever. So to put input some randomness into it. And then that way, if somebody builds out 20 lineups, it just picks out one of those lineups from random and says, here, go ahead, run that one. And they're like, okay, well, it was built on the constraints that I like and the players that I like, so it must be good. And then you just run it. How about a tool? Because mm -hmm. I, I get I get this question a lot also. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I could obviously do this. You get you get multiple projection sources in Excel. So you download like I just showed you. I downloaded the MLB projections, right? And they're the bad they're actually the bad X projections. And I could download the RG projections. I could go and download projections from other places, right? Well, a lot of people ask me, it's like, well, I, what happens if I, I want to download projections from multiple places and then aggregate them? Like, how do I do, how do, I do that in Excel? Like, to me, it's not that complicated. Yeah. But some people, some people aren't, aren't, are beginners in Excel, sure. right? To me, that's more of a, that's, at a scale of one to 10 on aggregating projections, I think I put the difficulty level at a three, maybe two and a half. Pretty low. Yeah. Right, pretty low. But uh, some people don't know how to do that. And maybe they, they, they would want to, hey, if I just get a bunch of projections and I want to aggregate the points, aggregate the ownership or 
anything, whatever, what the hell, whatever, whatever, whatever columns you want. Just like, give me whatever. Truthfully, the hardest part, the hard, truthfully, the hardest part of doing that is the naming convention. Yes. To me, that's, that's the, to me, that's the, that, that's what, that increases the difficulty up a little. If it mm -hmm. wasn't, if everything was named properly across the, across DraftKings and FanDuel, as well as any place that you get projections. Which it should be, by the way, you should, you should be put in jail if you, if you avoid the universal naming convention. That's yeah, my. There's still, there's juniors out there. There are periods that are. Figure it out. Figure out a universal one. Right. Just like, I, I like don't care. The, the, the difficult, that, that difficulty scale from one to 10 now starts coming to like one and a half. Sure. Right? A lot of that, that extra one is just making sure nothing is screwed up. But like obviously in lineup HQ, we have this tool for you. You could upload whatever projections you want, multiple sets, and then aggregate it and weight each of them with a, a certain number. Mm -hmm. So if you get lineup HQ, you you can do this. Obviously, you still you still a, a lot of times when you get projections from other sources, you have to rename the columns. Lineup HQ only accepts certain column headers. So that's the only thing you'd have to do in Excel, which you just do manually. I mean, just like I just change change the name of the column to FPTS and you and and save and you're and you're good. Uh, and I'm assuming you can even set up a macro. I don't I don't because I don't do it as quick like that. But uh, but what happens if you didn't have lineup HQ and like it's like oh okay I get I I see projections from three different sources and uh, I want to. I want to aggregate. I want to average them out, or I want one to be fifty percent and one to be twenty-five percent, one to be twenty-five percent. Like creating that and creating that little, creating a sheet in Excel that does that. Uh, I don't. Maybe takes you ten minutes. Yeah, uh, for a for a coaching client, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I built one for her um, because she didn't know how to do it, and it's like, yeah, I can. I can do that in five minutes. It's really right. easy. Well, that's why I said um, like 10 minutes. I mean, it depends on it, what you it, want it to look like. I like, I think you could do it in five minutes if you don't care what it looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could do it in six minutes if I care what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> the, the formatting is really easy. Uh, the, the harder part gets into when you want to allow users to build in um, different weights like that. That's probably the most complicated part, but I have built up even, um, for another person that I worked with, I think maybe last year, I, I feel bad because I worked them for a long time on building out stuff and tools for him. And then I started pay dirt and I ran out of time, so I couldn't. But um, for him, I built out something where he actually could upload the lineups that he built from uh, his source. So from his optimizer, he could upload all the lineups. He uploaded the projections from five different sources. I let him wait how much he wanted to weight projections, ownership, and the different aggregate weights. And then it would sort out the top 50 lineups based on whatever he wanted to look at that was based off of whether he wanted it to be based on projection or he wanted it to be based on leverage or based on ownership. So that kind of stuff, um, you can be really easy and really simple with it and just aggregating lineups, or you can get more complicated and you can start doing stuff like that. But Certainly that, that stuff, I mean, as, as when it comes down to aggregating things and pulling in data from different tables, like really easy to do. And, and frankly, for most users, um, all you have to do is know how to click the little top button at the left-hand side of the Excel so that it, so that it selects every single cell in the, sh in the sheet. That's 
and then just press control V. And that's, that's pretty much all you need to do. And it'll populate all. So we'll be coming up with, with, with some of these, some of these tools. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure they look, they look good. I'll be in charge of the making them look good. And I'll make sure they work. work. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, that's that's your job to make sure that that all these tools actually, all these things that the Excel sheets do what they're supposed to do in the most efficient. I think here's here's the key, the difference between me and you. Uh, I since I was a front end web developer, I'm good on the making it look good visually part, right? I'm not necessarily that I'm not the best on making it work efficiently part. Right, I can I could typically make anything work. How you make it work, most of the time, even when, even when I was was coding, this is this is how bad of a coder I really was. That I would solve problems in ways where another programmer, another developer would look at it and go, "Why in the world are you doing it this way?" Yeah, no, I uh, like, why I, like like dude like like dude you ju you wrote you wrote uh, you wrote five hundred lines of code that accomplishes something that I could do in four lines. I have, I go, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. Those, I'm sorry. I don't know those four lines. So I, just, in, I, in I like community. that group for, like the guy, the guy that created all the line, like yeah. that's totally my, that's, <laughs> like, how do I do this as linearly as possible that I understand like step one, step mm -hmm. two. And I was doing database stuff. Like this is why they couldn't, they couldn't even put me in charge. I, the, you can make all the tables and everything look nice. And we'll deal with the backend data because yeah. I was doing a lot of like SQL stuff or like Oracle, mm -hmm. like basically pulling stuff out of databases and displaying them on the screen or whatever. And uh, my 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 code was like like dude, if if you did it this way, it would take seven minutes for this web page to load with all yeah. of your information. It's like like we need to have this load in three seconds, right? And this yeah. is back in like two thousand two or something. So I have uh, in my community, there's a guy, there's a guy named the Hatter who uh, everyone knows. And people think that he like works for me, but he doesn't. We're just like really good friends and we just like doing projects together. Uh, and I just, I don't let him see my code most of the time because he's really good at coding. Like he's exceptionally good in the way that I am exceptionally good at Excel and you are a proficient in Excel, right? Like, you know I'm how to use it. That, you, you're trying to be nice. I'm, I'm. I'm proficient. I'm not even an intermediate user. I'm more yeah. of a, I'm a proficient. Yeah. In the same way user. that you I'm like, are. I'm above beginner, but I'm not really, I really don't get yeah. past much. In the same way you're proficient in Excel and I'm ridiculous in Excel, I'm proficient in whatever coding thing I want to do. And he just puts me to shame. So I totally understand. Like I can't show him. I, I don't, it's a last resort for me to be like, Hey, can you please look at this and see what I'm doing wrong? Cause he's going to come back and be like, you did everything wrong, James. You literally did everything wrong. Um, but yeah, you and I are polar opposites. You work on front end stuff. You make stuff look good. You can present things very well. And you right, can and also use, usable well. to user. I mean, most, most of my experience comes from not <laughs> making it look pretty, but understanding user experience. And I, I could look, I could look at any pro I could look and go, well, a user's not going to understand this unless we need to change a word here. We need to move this over to another, you know, like in a way that people understand what to do. And there's, I mean, I'll, I'll, depending on the interface that you're building, like the one, one, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. Uh, the worst thing that you could do with interfaces is, is have the Band-Aid approach. Like of like, okay, we built this whole thing and it's like, Oh, uh, well, based on our user testing, like 20% of our users 
don't understand this how to do this and they end up doing that instead they're like well why don't we just put this band-aid on there and it's like well you put the band on there now it makes it less efficient for this other 20 percent group to do this well let's put a band-aid on there and then next thing you know uh any new user that has never used it before looks at it and goes i don't know how to do any of this Getty code. it's all yeah. over the place right and the, like that's that's the band-aid to me that's that's more of my trend so like you could come up with something in excel that works well and then I could just look at it and go, well, as a new user, I'm, my inclination is to do this and then do that and then do this. And you'd probably look at me and go, well, that's that's not how you should be doing this. It's like, yeah. well, I'm just telling you how how someone's going to look at this. So either there needs to be some type of comment button or there needs to be needs to change the color of this thing. So like I was involved in a lot of like user testing. This came from doing a lot of, uh, you know, the early stock trading mm-hmm. sites. So like I was involved in a lot of the, the user interface like user testing and you get all these reports and and you have focus groups and then you have to read you know we got well we got to move this to the other side we got to move this over there and then once you do that then you have to go through another round of user testing and right because I, I when you're working for like a billion dollar you know fortune 500 company they have tons of money especially in the early days of the internet of like you know what works? We'll give you. We'll give you millions of dollars to figure mm-hmm. this out. So that's what I, that's what I'm used to. Yeah, and for me, I can make I can make front end work, but you don't want me to. Not your, really. Your stuff isn't that bad. I, I redid the site. Have you looked at the site lately? Oh, that what Pater DFS? Yeah, yeah, Pater DFS. I was talking about your Excel stuff. Oh no, no, no that Madden stuff. Sims thing. It's like okay, that's not bad. Okay, so you have, uh, oh, you built it with storefront and wordpress.com. That, that, that's, that it's so much it. nicer. Eh, it is what it is. Oh, you suck. I tried so hard. I worked right. so hard on that. Right. But this well, is I what mean, I mean. It, like, it, it, I can it, do this. I can do right, this. No, no, it, it doesn't look bad. But I mean, for, for your business, for, if, I was a, if I was a consultant for you, I would say your site your site is is automatic based on my what I just loaded your site is already a failure. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is what I can do front end. Not much. Right. Oh, you you don't even oh, you don't even have the images aligned. I aligned them. Look, the middle one is bigger than the two on the sides. Now why no, they should all be the same size. So the, all oh, that I the, didn't, the headers. I didn't want it to be the same size. I thought that it looked cooler that way. No, it doesn't look cooler that way. It looks stupid <laughs> that way, right? And of course, you have the call to action underneath and not up top, but whatever. And you have Paydirt Analytics here. You could just remove that tag. Of course, you're using WordPress.com, so you probably can't remove the the page title tag. I, I mean, I could. I, I can go into the CSS and do it. Oh, okay. I, right. You just you just you could go into CSS and just put a none. I, so again, just, I just, know how to do these things. Right. Well, it's not but, how, like, that's not the best way of, do, you would remove the tag and not put a CSS of whatever that tag, tags a uh, 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 qualifier is and could display none. Like, yeah. that's, that's my, sol- that's, that's, that's my styles of solution, right? Yeah. You're, you're doing the coding equivalent of what, what I do. Yeah. It's like, how do I get rid of this? Well, just, just comment this out so it doesn't do it. It's like, no, that, that's not the right way to do it. Just, like, no, just well, put I, it hidden. Why, why don't we have the web page load all of the assets and then hide fifty percent of them? That's the only way I can get rid of these 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 images. Like that's not the that's not that's really not the most efficient way to have a website load a load uh, uh, 
uh, three me three three megabytes or like thirty megabytes of data in order to just hide it. Like, oh, how do I get rid of this banner? Display none. Oh, oh, okay. You can, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but that's the type of I'm making fun of you the same way that you'd make fun yeah, of my Excel. Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, like I, I get, I get it. I just it's the fact that I know this. Yeah. But what I would suggest is, uh, is getting rid of this. Yeah. Getting. I don't know if you can see my screen. Yeah, I can. I'm okay. But ba basically, basically, uh, if you're running, you're running a business, right? Yes. Okay, you can, this is this is free consultation for anyone that's. Oh God, yes, I love free consultation. All right, free consultation for anyone. If you're running a business, here, here's here's my very simple. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a 100% qualifier, but uh, and remember, this is what like for 15 years. This is what I did for a living. So like, yeah. like I I was paid to do this for I trust many that. clients. I will uh, not be if, paying you, but I trust this. Right, right. Here's the general rule. All right. By default, mm -hmm. in the first load of your website right on and especially now mobile but desktop too in the in the for in the opening frame of the website which is mm -hmm. what you could see on the screen without scrolling what is the you need to you need to solve two you need to do two you have to have a user sided issue and a business sided issue and whenever you could align them that's those are successful websites okay. so a user sided issue would be what the hell is this website <laughs> right so from this most of your screen is taken up by a logo and some uh, navigation bar and it's like and it's this you have pater it is a site dedicated to fantasy sports sports betting and intuitively and I, i'm cut off at that point oh, no. like yeah. it's okay. not highlighted it's like it, it it needs to need you need to convey what the site is at first now the business sided thing is how you you're you're aiming for conversion right so like this, yes, you have joined the community today for just $5. I would word that differently, but this would be considered an action item. Yes. And you highlighted it accordingly in yellow, which is not the best color for it, but whatever. Uh, that type of thing should be more should be within the first frame. So for instance, look at the first frame of the theory of DFS site, mm -hmm. which I, I, can't, I can't even change the code because I'm using a platform. Right, but within the first frame, you see that it is a book. It is some type of book, or some type of something. It's a it's a book cover of some type, right? The theory of daily fantasy sports: how to think like a D professional DFS player. You have a buy now button that's red, right? A price tag that's one twenty five. A description here with two highlightings on it. What are these top one percent of players doing? And fifteen hour audio masterclass. So even this may not be enough. If in a perfect world, I may, I should have possibly, it works regardless. Instead of having it look like a book cover, put this graphic on uh, like a cassette deck, like an old school, like oh, yeah. make it yeah. look like it's more audio. Yeah. Two yeah. CDs, like something like that. Even though you're not getting that. Like that would be slightly better. I don't feel like I needed that, but I understood like if, if I got too many uh, inquiries on, uh, is this a physical book? I know that I'm not doing my job in this first screen. Well, mm -hmm. right, but I didn't. I get, I, I think in the, to in the past two years, I've gotten that question like three times, which is just not enough, right? 
So then you scroll down, you get all the time. But in the first frame, it's like, what is this? And what do you want me to do? That's essentially, so that's, that's my free advice to use that in the, in the first frame of your webpage, what is this and what do you want me to do? So that's why it's like, I'm like almost the stuff that's underneath here, the, what we do underneath that makes more sense up top. Yeah. Refresh the page. Okay. Right. That's much better. Of course you, you change some, some of this. Space. I, well, yeah. That's going to take a little bit more time than what I just did. Right. But, and uh, then you take the pay dirt logo, put it in the corner a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. So you reduce this white space. You could even take away the what we do, right? Because you just assume you, you, you create these, this, this font, this header font you put with the power, you make the, the headers more like that. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I'm just giving you. All right. This is, this has been eight minutes with wonder telling me how to fix my site. Well, just any site to fix any site. Well, but this is, yeah, well, I care more about my site than any site. So I'm going to And also the join the community today for just $5 yeah. uh, needs to be, you need to have shadow or some type of uh, uh, colored selector, meaning that or, a, mou a mouse over uh, CSS. Because like you wouldn't be able, no one would be able to know that this is a button because it's not, it's not raised. Yeah. It doesn't change. See, uh, see, I'm giving, I'm giving. It's a live, live, uh, live web website consultation. Love to see it. Right. What I'm saying makes sense, though, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, and and that's that's what I mean. That's why we are so good working together because right. I know what you mean when you do these things. I just don't have the ability to know these things until. Right. You well, say that's it's not just like you could look at what I do in Excel and go wow, you're pretty stupid. Like you should be doing it this way. And like, no, that's why, that's why I want you to tell me. It's like, yeah. this made sense to me at the time. And yeah. then you show me the right way to do it. And I go, oh yeah, yeah. If I would have just thought for about two more minutes, I would have done it that, that way. But yeah. I just, it, it just doesn't come intuitively to me. For me, it's like for website design and stuff like this, like that's the intuitive, mm -hmm. like, like it does not have to be designed pretty it just has to accomplish like a user-sided purpose and a business-sided purpose. And, and that's all. It doesn't all. have to be pretty. Yep. But I'll, I'll make your Excel tools pretty. So so uh, we'll, we'll be going over more of that. If you have any ideas, if you have stuff that you would like to see being done in Excel that you can't do yourself, just reach out to, to, to me or James. James is mm -hmm. that paydirt underscore dfs we just want to get we want to get all the all the feedback on on stuff that people may want to use like that that isn't complex that that a beginner excel user can use especially ones that make one two three lineups five lineups we're not talking about tools for like 150 max type of players because if you're that type of player you're most likely subscribe to some tool or you do it yourself that types of things so, and we want to include it with the, the four advanced players version of the theory of daily fantasy sports that we, we hope to have out within the next uh, two months, right? And they'll have a, a lot of the concepts, obviously from the, from the main course, but more application-based. So a lot of the stuff that we talk about, I mean, essentially, it's the same type of thing as the main course. If you watch the, the DFS pregame show, this show, and you go, it's a free show. You can go back in the archives. You want to watch 400 hours, 500 hours of stuff. 
You're going to get, you'll get all the information that's in there. Just it's a matter of, do you want to have to sort through all of that stuff or do you want to have it all in one place in a structure that's seminar based, that's meant to teach you with a, with a workbook, with the Excel tools, you know, with some type of tutorial that this is how you use each of these little tools, you know, just so you know, like, oh, you put the, this is the button you press and here's how you, here's the upload. And then you select this and now it's done. Now you, you do it yourself, those types of things. And then, you know, 10 to 15 hours of, of instruction that, you know, instead of conceptually thinking about uh, the theory of DFS, the application of it, like, how do you build plus EV lineups using the information that we could get from projections and ownership and all that type of stuff? The main course, it's on, on a conceptual basis. Well, the advanced players course is a, li a little bit more application So James, uh, Pater DFS, I'll reload it again just to promote your site if you, if you change. Thank you. I'm going to keep working on the, uh, on the landing. Oh, uh, okay, I see you. You may, okay, you did the rounded, the round. Okay, that's better. And the shadow, right? Yeah. That's probably, probably in WordPress.com. There's a, there's a, some display. You're using the, the visual display editor, I'm assuming. I am. Because you obviously did not do this in CSS. In that I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing your CSS experience, you can do this in CSS. Yeah, I know. And, and I've done it in CSS, but it takes me longer than three minutes that I just... Right, yeah. But of course, you have the visual builder. You could just yeah. do it. Right. But yeah, paterdfs.com. Um, I've really, really been working uh, the last week on getting all the SEO set up and I'm posting articles every day. So there's always going to be some new stuff. Um, if you want to go look at the true average reports that I've been posting... Uh, they utilize something that Jordan and I have been talking about the last couple of weeks, which is a new metric that I'm utilizing to try to normalize luck stats. So um, I'm posting a report on that every single day. Go check out the site. Uh, like I said, you can join for as little as five bucks for a subscription for a day. So yeah, working really hard on all that stuff. Well, you're not really working very hard on SEO because you know, your main page title tag sucks. I am working hard on SEO though. Well, you're not paidered analytics dash paidered isn't. Oh, well, no, I, I haven't gotten to that part yet. You haven't it gotten is, to the time. That's the, 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 the number one thing that you do. It takes time, Jordan. It takes, takes time. time. Jordan. <laughs> okay, you can follow me on Twitter at BlenderHD. And uh, uh, we got uh, later today, Grinders Live covering the what could end up being like a five-game MLB slate. I think there may be a postponement tonight in MLB. Mm. Uh, so they'll be covering that five o'clock five, or even early, maybe 4.30. The DK slate starts at 6.40 Eastern. Mm -hmm. So that'll be later today. We got live locks on the scores and odds channel with Grant for his sports betting needs. Uh, Crunch time comes directly after Grinders Live. It's free all season, brought to you by FanDuel. So tune into that. If you hit that notification bell, you'll know when they go live. You'll know when we go live. And uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, answering your DFS strategy questions, as I always do, on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders. Dot com.